Hi, I'm Ashley Stamatinos, five-time number one best-selling author and your host to The Rewire Show, where I'll be interviewing some of the best minds about how to rewire your sensitivities into your greatest strengths. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review, comment, and share with your friends. And please remember to visit ashleystamatinos.com for additional resources designed specifically with you in mind to strengthen your transformational journey. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's get to the show. Hello everyone, Ashley Stamatinos here. I have a special treat for you today. I am here with Brett Rockmore. Welcome, Brett. Hey, Ashley. Hey, oh, go hey everybody. Hey. hey everybody. I was like, I was like, we were trying to do something on live, but now we're not live. So it's like, hey, everybody in the future. Yeah, yeah. We can feel your energy even though you're not here with us right now while we're pre-recording this. So <laughs> Brett and I have been talking for a little bit now about um, people in general, not specifically just children, but people in general through all years of your life. Um, people who have special capacities, which we tend to call ADD, ADHD, OCD, and autism. And I think Brett and I specifically have a additional interest in autism and all the things that are possible around that. So what we are going to be talking about today is what else is possible with autism. And we're going to be talking about a new perspective on what's possible. So I really am coming into this conversation out of curiosity. And so we'll see where this conversation leads us. And I know Brett has so many amazing things to share. So I asked if he could join us today just so that we could have a conversation and so that I could share with all of you some of the amazing things I know that Brett has to offer. So welcome again, Brett. So glad you're here. And can you start us off by sharing a little bit about you and what brought you to this place where maybe not so much us being on this conversation, but brought you to this place where, you know, you have this awareness about special capacities. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Um, I guess like, like most of the people watching who will be watching this, I've always known that I was different and I never really could ever fit in anywhere at all. Like I tried <laughs> my best thing to do in school was I, you know, I was the social butterfly. I never fit in one place, but I always flitted, flitted from group to group to group to group. And I learned how to, I learned how to, that some things that what the things that one group could receive couldn't be received by another group but they could receive a whole different set of things yeah. so i had one group where i talk about music one group where i talk about like their relationship stuff one group it's just all these different groups could receive different things and i i got pretty good at seeing what people could receive but i never really got how how to really interact i never i never got well this is one of those autistic things like right now like <laughs> even <laughs> I, I was one of those like rare autistic people growing up where i actually um i learned how to read at a very early age and words i learned that words have an energy to them and the words that we say in our daily lives and the words that we put out there to other people create things and 
yeah and i became i became obsessed i was reading like when i was in like third grade i was reading books at like a 12th grade level and it just yeah i just <clears throat> because i know you that's not surprising to me <laughs> and that's pretty amazing yeah yeah thank you so you were fascinated with a lot of things or was it a specific topic that led you to reading 12th grade level books when you were so much younger? Everything, literally yeah. everything. And that, yeah, I, <laughs> I could, I'm pretty much interested in, in everything. And um, that it's, it's so funny talking with you here because there's, we're having this conversation about like, you know, OCD, ADD, ADHD, autism, and I can't seem to even like complete one sentence or complete one thought. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second, right? Yeah. Because, okay, so this is the thing. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Let's just, you know, this is like full clarity or full, full, disclosure. Uh, what? Dis full disclosure here, everyone. Yeah. So, okay, so Brett and I got on the phone a couple weeks ago and I had a similar thing, except it wasn't exactly what you're experiencing. You're like, almost like space right? Like you're like space and you're like, where are my thoughts right now? I have them, but where are they? And for me, I was on the phone with you and I was like a speed racer because I felt your energy. And I literally, I don't know if you know this, but I was on the phone pacing, like walking, like I couldn't stop walking. And I'm looking at your body language right now too. And you like want to move, you know, and it's interesting. And I have that too. Like I have to exercise a lot to like expel, like I'm, I, I wonder, do you, what is that to you? What does that mean to you? Is that, what's all that energy that you're aware of? Yeah, it's kind of like, it, it's just, I, I've always done that. I've always been that way. I can't ever really sit still. And I, <laughs> I, I'd always kind of made myself wrong for it, even though I just would, I would just enjoy it. And then I, uh, I started going to access consciousness classes. Yeah. They, like people were not making me wrong for doing that. So I was like, my first couple of classes, I was just like, movement however my body wanted to move and it probably looked really friggin weird <laughs> still probably does <laughs> but um it's just one of those things i like bodies are amazing and they're fascinating and um when you have this these differences that you are and this different way of functioning in the world than most people do. And most people don't let their bodies move. Most people don't let their bodies contribute to what they're saying or what they're communicating. I mean, I, I grew up in Long Island. So like there are a lot of like Italians there and they all use their hands and stuff. And so. <laughs> Funny. So, yeah, yeah. So you're willing to allow your body to move if your body yeah. asks for it. Right. And it's yeah. like, so do you feel like you always have energy flowing through you or would it, would you not explain it that way? I wouldn't explain it that way. A lot of like, most of the time I, I like, I, growing up, I would say I was pretty like disconnected from my body. I, I would play a lot of video games and stuff, but that was, um, that was my way of actually dealing with the world around me. Cause I, I, I grew up like undiagnosed autistic. Yeah. Um, they, you know, there wasn't, there, you know, my parents probably thought I was really strange. <laughs> but since they could talk and, you know, since I could read and do a lot of other things, I don't think they, they, they didn't really think to, you know, get me checked out or anything like that. Uh, when I was growing up, autism wasn't like as hugely known as it is now. So I just kind of skated on by and I used a lot of different things to, to cope with the world around me 
because I didn't have the tools to deal with it at the time and have ease with everything I'm aware of. Because if you are autistic at all, or if you have any kind of autistic um, tendencies, or you're anywhere on the spectrum, or even have OCD or ADD or ADHD, you're more than likely aware of so many different energies just when you walk in a room. Right. Even before you walk in the room. Even when you think about walking into the room. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think a lot of people know that. I, I, I speak to a lot of parents that have no idea that their kids have an awareness of what's going to happen in a room or what's going on in the room now, way before they even get there. So is there anything you can say to the parents of kids or even to adults who are dealing with what, what might they feel or become aware of if they're sensing what's going on in there before they even get there? Like, what is that? What is that like? Yeah, totally. I would say to the parents, you know, you know how like sometimes your your kids will all of a sudden kind of like act out or they'll act like really strange or they'll get like agitated or you can sense that there's something that's just like not not quite sitting well in their world. You can ask them like what what are you aware of? Yeah. Who does that or who does that belong to? Um cuz they'll, you know, especially kids who have autism or anyone really um, you know, they'll pick up on all the thoughts, feelings, and emotions of everyone they're tapped into. If, you know, if you're about to go somewhere and your kid starts getting anxious, like I would always get, I would always get so anxious before going to school in the morning or anywhere really, because I could perceive all this energy of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people like going to school. And I never, I never wanted to go because I would, I would perceive and feel all this energy. And I didn't know that it wasn't mine. I thought it was mine the whole time. So if someone, if, if someone asked me, who does this belong to? I would have had a lot more clarity and ease as a kid. Cause I can do that now. Like what, like just thinking about like, uh, I just hosted an event this, this weekend, uh, an access consciousness class. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the day before the class, it's like, I could perceive all this stuff. But before I would have thought that I was like cranky or grumpy, but what it actually was, I was actually perceiving the different energies of all the people who are coming to the class who I was going to be dealing with and interacting with over three days. So, um, so yeah, asking your kids, who does this belong to? is a really, 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 really great tool for them to start getting clear on the different energies that they're aware of. Because the more awareness you have of what you're actually aware of, the less they'll buy it as them, the more they'll get to have a sense and a clarity and a ease with who they are and who they're choosing to show up as right. every day. And so it like, I used to go into rooms literally and I would think that I was everything else that was going on in the room. Like if, if people were um, once again, like cranky or irritated, I would think I was cranky and irritated, but I was just aware of what was, what was there in people's worlds. So uh, your kids might have something similar if they have hard times being in crowds or um or if they tend to, to shut down uh, when they're around people um or in certain situations ask them what are you what are you aware of who does this belong to another great one is asking who are you being oh i love that <laughs> who are you being right now <laughs> who are you being? for real do ask your kids this yeah. Can I share a quick story about that yeah, one? So I was on a plane with my son when he was a baby and we had flown quite a few times, he and I, and it was, it was 
pretty easy flying with him until I got on this one plane flying back from New York. And I, he was crying and crying and so fussy and like he was moving around. And I was like, like, I found myself looking at him like, what, what, this is so odd. Like what's going on? And then I remembered to ask him, who are you being? And it just like clicked. I looked at him and I was just, who are you being right now? And I could see his whole body relax. And he was not speaking words yet, but he just gave me the awareness that there was a kid in the back who was really uncomfortable, had anxiety. Their mother was anxiety or had anxiety too. And he was being that child. And I was like, okay, cool. So you're being that kid. Is that working for you? And he's like, no. And I was like, cool. So if you were being you, what would that be like? And would that be more fun? You know, would that be better for you? And, and, and it's just the whole rest of the plane ride was awesome. So, so glad you brought that up because I personally love that one. That's been so huge. Yeah. Cause you know, I, <laughs> the kids, kids are, can majorly, 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 majorly act out other people's stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. They're like, they're, they're more willing to, to be as aware as they are. And like, if you have, if you have stuff going on in your world and like, basically like if there's something you're trying to keep secret or something you're trying to hide, you basically put it like a sign, like, like secret here. Like I've got a secret, I've got a secret. Don't push this button. And kids will always push those buttons. Always. You ever notice that? Because they're aware of the energy. Yeah. So what's it like for you as an adult being so aware of people's buttons that are like, Hey, don't push this right here. Like, what, what is that like for you? Well, I, it's, <laughs> it's taking a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I always know the, the, the first thing, I, like the first way that I quote unquote feel and feelings aren't really what's real. It's like what you think are feelings are actually your awareness of where somebody's functioning from. And so the first, the first thing I, I received from someone in, a, in an interaction, I used to think that was mine and I used to like duplicate it. I used to like mirror it right back at them. <laughs> so if like, I was like the other day, I, I mean, I still do. It's not like I don't, it's a, it's a choice now though. Right. I was, uh, I was with my friend, uh, Sarah Grandinetti getting, getting this haircut. Okay. <laughs> She's an amazing, um, she's an access uh, certified facilitator. She's awesome. Um, she does this thing called I Am Beauty, which is really great. You can look it up on Facebook. There's a great um, Facebook group. Um, but I was with her and her kids were there. And um, wow, I totally forgot where I was going with that story. But it was, it was a great story. Secret here, don't push this. Oh, yes, secret here and also the... Um, oh, like, Yeah, so... Yeah. So uh, her little girl and another little girl like started like started playing with me after the haircut and like they were kind of like they're kind of being this energy like like ah and then I was kind of I was being that right back at them yeah they were being it back at me and it kept going and going and going until it was like a frenzy and I'm like I'm like oh crap did I just create that yes okay okay so, so in that moment I just kind of went yeah and expanded like the space and literally that's all you really have to do like if you want to if you want to calm down a kid <laughs> one of the biggest things to do is literally just like you can just you can start by like closing your eyes and we can actually do it right now if, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right, cool. So you can actually expand out the, the space in your zone and the zone of um, the kids you're around. So you just close your eyes and just like perceive the outside edges of you. Not your body, but you as a being and just expand that in all directions. And you're already doing it, even if it doesn't feel like it, you're already doing it and being it. And just keep going out and further and further and further and further and further and further. <laughs> Until you're bigger than the entire universe. Oh, that's nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are an infinite being with a cute body. Through the space between the molecules. And you can open your eyes now. Do you notice there's more of a, a softness? Yeah. And more of like a willingness to receive and be present. Like there's nothing there's nothing for energy to bounce off of. Yes. It just kind of goes through. And, um, you know, if, when you can practice that, that expanding out, especially if you're in like a tense situation yeah. or like a stressful situation, if you just expand out. Because when you're, when you're doing stress and you're contracting, it's like, here is, here is the situation mm -hmm. and here is you. Yeah. But when you choose to expand out, like here is the situation and then here is you. Seems so that that thing that seems so big and so unchangeable becomes really tiny and you can just yeah. keep it. <laughs> yeah, no big deal anymore. You're small. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. And so that's one of the things that you did in that moment with the two girls, right? You expanded out just like that, right? Yep, and it's kind of like a, um, an, uh, an EMP, if you know what that is. It's like, um, Nope. <laughs> yeah, and like in like military or science fiction video games and stuff, it's literally like this bomb that you drop that like oh, okay. uh, it um it it makes it renders all like electricity and technology like useless. Oh, that's cool. Like taking all the electricity out of the situation and just <sighs> that's really awesome. And now I'm aware of such a spaciousness. I'm like, ooh. Okay, like everything's so spacious. I have like no thoughts, like no solidity right now, which is what you were speaking about just a moment ago. It's like there's nothing to bounce off of. Sometimes I wonder if people know about that. You know, that's something for you and I, we're functioning from always having that awareness about like removing the solidity and, you know, so that we're not in judgment. But can you talk a little bit more about that? And like, how has that shifted your life to? the words I want to say is like push down your barriers or expand your energy so that you don't have that solidity. So there's nothing to bounce off of. Can you just speak about that? Yeah. We're, we're taught that, that in order to protect ourselves, in order to keep ourselves safe, that we have to have barriers to things that we have to keep things out. Yeah. But what that actually does, it, it keeps things out, but it also keeps us from, well, it doesn't just keep the bad things out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The great, the wonderful things out also. So when you have no barriers, when you lower the walls and barriers to mm -hmm. receiving anything, 
you it's not that you will be unsafe or you will be unprotected you're actually be totally aware of everything that is coming your way and you can move out of the way yeah. instead of them knocking on your barrier amazing i love that it makes it makes a lot of sense to me and it took me a little while i would have to i admit that when i first learned about this i was resistant to it because i was taught for so long that you put up more and more and more barriers to protect yourself. And what my personal story was, was that I put up so many barriers and it just wasn't working. And it, I was getting drained and exhausted. And it took me, it what felt like 24 hours of protection techniques to even mm -hmm. get a little bit of relief that really wasn't relief. And so I was like, okay, something else has to be possible here. What else is possible? And when I finally was willing to push down my barriers and to, be vulnerable it was no longer work it was mm -hmm. the opposite of work and I felt like or not felt like but I didn't get attacked I didn't have something to attack against anymore and so I'm so glad that you're bringing that up because that's a big one it's helped me a lot and a lot of people I've worked with me too and it, yeah it's, I mean it's still a, a work in progress too yeah. there's so many things that we decide or judge that we're not gonna do again or be again or receive again and every single time and not even from this lifetime but like anytime you decide one of those things it doesn't just like it can't just come in it's like you've literally created it so that it can't come in again yeah so like even the times where like let's say you were a kid and you were being as different as you are, you were being open and vulnerable and somebody like, somebody attacked you or said something nasty that you weren't expecting and you could perceive all of it and it was so intense and you didn't know what to do with it that you're like, nope, not gonna receive that again. Yeah. But what that does is it also eliminates your capacity to receive the other intensities of life yes oh wow that was well said that's a great way of explaining it yeah thank you like just you know the how like how intense is it to go out in the ocean oh my gosh i'm getting the chills that's so cool <laughs> wow that's just mind blown i mean so everybody who's listening, sort of allow yourself to really let that percolate for a minute. Let that really expand into your awareness about if you're cutting yourself off from the intensity of receiving whatever it is that you've judged as maybe bad or uncomfortable or, or whatever wrong, you know, what about all the amazing, wonderful things too? And if you were to allow yourself to receive everything, you know, what would that look like, right? I mean, you want to keep going with that for a second? This yeah. is so cool. Yeah, you, you as an, a being yeah. are intense, extremely intense. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so when you, like, you know, growing up a lot of times when you're being that intensity or you're being that level of potency that you have as a kid, people are being like, now don't be, don't be angry. Right. Or like, stop that. You, you don't want to be an angry boy or angry girl or whatever. But yeah. the, the thing that sticks us with that is that it wasn't ever really anger. It was a level of potency. 
And when you apply that intensity that you need to changing a situation, you can yell or whatever. It's not anger. It's an intensity of being an intensity of change. Like, like this changes now. Yes. Oh my gosh. So many, okay. So many people, you know, kids through adults are experiencing that anger, concluding that it's anger instead of intensity, instead of potency. Can you talk about, you know, how, how do they differentiate, you know, when they're angry versus potent? Or is there ever a differentiation? Is it always potency showing up as different things? Like how do they? Well, there, yeah, there are, there are a couple of, of different things with, with that, with um, anger, because the, the energy of potency and anger are very, very, very similar. And it's very easy for people to miss identify and misapply potency you can use it and lose it <laughs> so basically you could be yelling at somebody one second and then the next second you can be totally peaceful and calm and happy anger you don't lose that sense of irritation with anger it continues and continues and continues and your body aches you don't feel well you're you you continue with the feelings of, of anger, where you're just like, <laughs> oh my God, that's so cool. I so love how you're explaining this. And I'm thinking in my head here, it's like a Rolodex. I'm thinking about how many times even my son has even, or other kids have, have shown a level of potency that looks like anger. And then they're done. They're done with it. It's like, oh, I needed to be this potent in this moment. I changed what I wanted to change. Now I'm on to something else. Like, they're not, they lost it. They're like, use it and lose it. Like, so yeah. that tells me, oh, that was potency. That's awesome. I wonder what else they can create with that. That's so awesome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it mostly it's made so wrong. And, you know, for, for parents out there, um, you know, a lot of a lot of you were probably made wrong for the potency you had as a kid. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, so everywhere, all of you have misidentified and misapplied anger and potency, yeah. anger and intensity, anger and the intensity of you as a being. Yeah. Uh, will you destroy and uncreate all of that right now? Yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pot, online, church, boys and beyonds. And do your, do your people know the clearing statement? No, only my uh, elite clients. So let's oh, never about that. <laughs> oh, snap, you're in for a treat. So <laughs> I'm busting up your whole structure, Ashley. <laughs> go, go look at theclearingstatement.com. Yeah. You'll understand what he just did. It's awesome. <laughs> exactly, theclearingstatement.com. It's basically a way a way in the moment to, to change an energy. Because a lot of the stuff that we're talking about can seem airy-fairy, but you can actually apply it to your life. And when you, and if you apply it to your life, yeah. it works. Or it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, ask another question. Don't make you wrong. Yeah. Has that had a, <laughs> I say this, it's almost funny saying this out loud, asking you this question. Has it made a big impact in your life getting into question? <laughs> <laughs> what did it look like before and what's what does it look like now like you know people who are not in question yet like can you illustrate yeah a question a question always creates more possibilities yeah always 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 we don't we 
we're not taught how powerful we actually are. Yeah. It's like when you come to a decision about something, literally nothing that doesn't match that decision can show up in your world. You won't recognize it. It can just pass right by you. Like, let's say for instance, like you're, you, you want to become a movie star, but you know, you're not asking any questions. You can't, you can't believe how many people are like going and sitting in cafes waiting to be discovered because they heard about one person that was discovered that way. So they're sitting in a cafe waiting for someone to like pick them up. Just right. question. No question in there. It's that like, original person my way of getting found will be sitting in a coffee shop and then it has to meet that. <laughs> yes, that is, yes, exactly. And anytime you have like one of those conclusions, it's like, it literally, it's, I don't want to use this this example, but I'll blame it on uh, I'll blame it on Doctor Doctor Dane here. Okay. <laughs> he was, I was at uh, his. It was his class this weekend that, that I was uh, involved in. Oh. And yes, he's he's amazing. He's one. Of, he's a, a co-creator of Access Consciousness, and um, he was talking about when you come to a conclusion or a decision about something, it's like it's just like taking a big old poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes a big plunk and it doesn't smell good <laughs> yeah you know one of the biggest conclusions i see around just from my own personal experience of seeing you know parents and kids and adults on the spectrum and you know with add ocd autism everything um is they feel like there's something to fix yeah which is also a conclusion which is also a yeah which is also a place, you know, decision and judgment. Because when you go, like when you go to change something from the idea that you have to fix it, yeah. it, like, it starts off from a place of wrongness. Okay. Either that person's wrong or their body's wrong or that you're wrong because, you know, if you're, especially if you're a parent, because, you know, if you were the perfect parent, they wouldn't have this going on because it would already be, you know, that would have never happened. Oh, I know. It's so true. It's really interesting. I, I do think that a lot of people think that there's a need to fix a solution. And what if, what if we started looking at situations that were going on that seem wrong or seem like they need to be fixed? And, and I, I personally, like, okay, example, this morning, my son um, slept in, kind of. Like, you know, there was something we needed to do and he kept sleeping and he was like a noodle like he just didn't move and i was like well you know perhaps he knows something about not wanting to go to this thing that we needed to go to and it turned out like it was so brilliant that he slept through it i just allowed it because i was like what if this wasn't wrong like what if he actually his body somehow knew you know it's not like he's gonna wake up and say like i didn't actually want to go to that it was just that his body was like no that's not for me right now you know it's a, a different way of looking at things, right? Totally. That is, that is absolutely brilliant. It was cool. I, I tried to tell my mom. She's like, well, he was out late last night. I'm like, yeah, I know. And I don't think that's what this was about. <laughs> I think it was more. I think there was a bigger picture here. Like, what else is this about here? And what if there was actually a rightness about this? What if it yeah. wasn't all a wrongness? What if there's no wrongness? What if we gave their bodies you know what if we we were aware of what their bodies were trying to tell us i think that's what i'm trying to say yeah totally and that that's that 
that's a really great question to ask in any situation too, is what's actually right about this that I'm not getting? What's right about this I'm not getting? Because if you're stuck in the wrongness of something, all you can see is the wrongness. All you can see is that it needs saying that it needs to be different, that there's something wrong. So yeah, if you start asking what's right about this that I'm not getting, you start to invite a different possibility to show up. And like in our in our example before about the, you know, the person who sits in a cafe and it's like, this is how I'm going to get discovered. Right. They're not asking the question that would create that cuz that's how that's how, you know, if you're someone who's who's different at all <laughs> how you how you create is actually from question you ask a question what would it take for this to show up mm -hmm. so you would ask like, that's the question that person could have asked in that conversation yeah. what, would, what it would it take to be discovered up? yeah cool what would it what would it take to have more ease with my diagnosis or what would yeah. it take to have more ease with the people around me who are concluding how i should be you know yeah. what, what would it take? That's so cool. So, were you made wrong when you were growing up? For your oh no, no, never. <laughs> yes, yeah. of course. Like <laughs> other than like every moment of every day. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow! Oh man! Oh, I could feel that as you say it. I yeah. perceive it and perceiving it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things about that, if you know, if if you who are watching that out out there have been you know made wrong you know most of us have been made wrong because we're yeah. you know we're not like other people even when we try to be <laughs> Just, <try>. yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know we're made wrong all the time yeah. and if you can be made wrong like 24 7 like yeah. constantly and still be here and still be happy and like still be trucking on there is a major potency that you have that you have not acknowledged really good Point. Hadn't thought about it like that. Think about what you've endured. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're wrong for this this long. You know, what yeah. didn't use your energy against you any longer? What if he used it for you? Exactly. Exactly. So that's where you can start asking, what's actually right about me that I'm not getting? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Parents I know they judge themselves that they're not the perfect parent, that they don't want to be a, a bad parent. They, you know, that they're totally messed up, so they don't want their kid to be as messed up as they are, but then they're projecting that their kid is gonna be as messed up as they are, because of course they are, because they're the ones who are parenting them. And it just creates this, this never-ending cycle of judgment that they also were, were brought up with as well. So what if now is the time to stop the cycle of judgment? Done. Let's all do it together. Comment below about what you're stopping the cycle of. What judgment are you done with? What labels are you done with? We want to hear. We'll both be commenting. Oh, right? yes. Yes, we'll both be commenting. So comment below and we'll both reply to all of your comments. So get, get in on the conversation. And that's a really fun place too for you to ask any of your questions as you're watching this video. Tell us, you know, what intrigued you about this conversation and what do you want to hear more about? And maybe we'll do more videos on this for you. If you start telling us, you know, it's fascinating to you, what you liked, what your questions are, or just, Hey, like I want more. I don't know what I want, but I want more. You know, sometimes people show up like that. Do you find people are like, I just want to hear what you have to say, but I'm not really sure what to ask you. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, it happens. It's like, you know, and that's a really wonderful starting place too, because that sort of means that you're starting to get that muscle massaged about learning how to ask questions. Because we don't really, that's not nurtured as, you know, just generally out there. People aren't nurturing your ability to ask questions and to, to look for what else is possible out there. Do you agree? Yeah, and see the things like, yeah, and even like when you, like coming to somebody who's not seeing the thing that you've had as the problem in your life or the limitation in your life and who doesn't see that as a wrongness and is willing to actually be curious with you with whatever that is like all right what's right about this we're not getting here what is actually the the strength and the potency that you have that you've been glossing over with the wrongness because behind and beneath every wrongness there is a strongness literally i mean i've been i've been using the tools of access consciousness i'm an access consciousness certified facilitator and a being you certified facilitator and um, i've been using these tools for about six years now and everything that i've looked at all the classes i've gone to everything every question i've heard in classes all the clients i've facilitated it's never once been that somebody is more messed up than (laughs) they were ever yeah oh my gosh it's so inviting (laughs) yeah even the most messed up crazy (laughs) things there is there is some choice there that was made from a place of strongness and potency and when you get that and when you acknowledge it your whole world changes it's 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 as if you go back to that point and everywhere you've been making yourself wrong everywhere you've been diminishing you making yourself smaller it begins to unlock and you get to show up as the strength that you were when you made that choice that you never acknowledged. I love that. Do you know, I am feeling like my, my shoulders are like just a little stronger. I feel like my, my awareness skills expanded when I'm listening to you. And I, I believe that what I'm experiencing is an expansion of my potency simply by being present here with you. I mean, it feels so empowering. It, the words that I want to use, I don't want to use the feeling words. And those are like the, at the forefront for me. That's what I'm used to saying. So thank you for offering all of these different perspectives and questions. And it's, it's, so, it's so expansive instead of contractive. It's, it's allowing us to look at what's right, again, instead of what's wrong, you know, and what needs to be, instead of what needs to be fixed, it's like, oh, like, what's working about this? I love that so much. So thank you so much for that. You're so welcome. And yeah, too, for the, thank you, Ashley, so much. For the parents out there, it's like, if there's stuff that's going on that your kids are being made wrong for by other people, by, you know, even if you've you've made them wrong in situations about things, looking at it and really asking what's right about this, I'm not getting and start asking your kids questions open-ended questions that they can actually um tell you what what they're aware of because these kids especially if they're somewhere on the you know on the autistic spectrum or if you know add adhd ocd there's a lot of stuff that they are aware of that they've never been asked because you know most people see them as these like little new guys who don't have much experience but they're actually huge beings right new bodies with small bodies oh my gosh yes that is so helpful that was really helpful for me to have that knowledge 
before my child was born because he hated being in a tiny body because he was such yeah. a being. It was like feeling crammed and stuffed in this little little body and <laughs> such a big being. And he grew fast. For whatever reason, that was his point of view that like growing fast and having a little bit more space to move around in as a big being became a little bit better for him. So that's so cool. They're such big beings. And I, just, I love that so much that you said that because that, that really was helpful for me too. So do you feel like having the awareness or having the knowledge or having the label of being an adult on the spectrum, is that giving you more space or less space? Well, anytime you define anything, if anytime you create yourself as like a, a definition or you define yourself by really anything, it yeah. creates a limitation on what you are able to choose. And so I, I can, I can say or not say that, you know, that I'm on the spectrum. Um, and it, especially for somebody who, who is on the spectrum, when you define anything about you, it's kind of like cutting off an arm, cutting off another arm, cutting off a leg. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, especially if you define yourself as disabled or having a disorder right. in any way, because you know, they call autism spectrum disorder now. Right, so right. Like, if you define yourself as being disordered, yeah. You can't you can't really go through life being the, the strength of you if you buy into any bit of that as true. Right. Oh my gosh, I love that. I find so labels are such an interesting thing, right? Because sometimes they're helpful to like get you more services or more support so that yeah. you Yeah, totally. And and I wonder sometimes if that's one of the greatest benefits and then i also i'm so grateful that you're sharing your point of view and your perspective because i often wonder adults on the spectrum how do you look at it you know that you can you can fully express what that is to you and so yeah i don't usually tell people at all except like we're in a conversation yeah like, like this <laughs> something I mean, to offer yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i've i've even I, well i've made the mistake of telling people and they're like no no you're not i'm not gonna prove it to you yeah so. trying, first of all they're trying to like see it as a wrongness and they're trying to see me as the same yeah. as they are so it's like it, in a way there's there's really there's really kind of no place to to go from there because yeah. i mean people can't see the you know what they're not willing to see right and people can't see you as the difference you are even if you show up that way Oh, oh, yeah, oh my gosh. Because they're functioning from their def definition of who you are. That's so when they see you as like, oh, like a white man, <laughs> that's all they see. Yeah, it's about them. Huh. Yeah. Well, I could talk to you forever and I want to be respectful of your time. I'm like, gosh, okay, all right. I have so many more questions. And let me just ask you one more question before we finish up. If you, if you could say anything to all of the listeners out there that, you know, a, a word of advice, a word of encouragement, whatever it might be, what is that one thing that you would love to share with everyone? Um... I'd say uh, 
get your bars run. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do it all the time too. <laughs> I just have my bars run. And if you're watching and you don't know what the bars are, it's like this amazing body process done at different points on the head. And it literally, it dissipates the, like, you know how you have like thoughts that continue on and on and on in your head. And no matter what you do, you can't seem to like get them out of your head. Yeah. Like you try to stop them. You try to be like, go away. And they're still just, there and you think that that somehow has anything to do with you and you're like oh my gosh I'm having these bad thoughts or I'm having these good thoughts or I'm ha I can't stop thinking about this person and then you get your bars run and there's a there's an energy that creates that thought in your head and when you get your bars run it dissipates that energy so the thought just disappears I love that oh yes oh my gosh and it it does do that and I've, I've been getting my bars run for a lot of years and for a long time you know I was like I need them at least every week, especially when you're clearing a lot, you know, it's your, whew, it's different for everybody. So I won't tell you how it's going to feel for you or what it's going to be like for you because it's different for everyone. I get my bars run usually at least once a week too. Yeah. yeah. It's like, my body's like, okay, it's time. It's time. Yeah. Who wants to run them? Let's I check. usually run them when I start feeling like I'm like walking around with a head that's like <laughs> heavier than it should be. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, me too. I always feel like when I'm, I'm a little more emotional, that's, uh, that's my cue. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people feel like they have a little bit of a headache or something. So yeah. it's really helpful. So Brett, can you share with us how everyone can get in touch with you if they want to continue to work with you or reach out with, to you? You know, how, how can they learn more about you and how can they connect with you? Yeah, uh, you can find more about me. The easiest way to connect is through Facebook, Brett Rockmore, B-R-E-T-R-O-C-K-M-O-R-E. And, um, and you can also uh, find, I do this, uh, I do a series on Facebook Live called Storytime with Brett, where um, I read from books. Uh, and basically the idea was to, to basically be a friend to people, you know, be, be a voice to be this kind of space like I was being with, with you guys here. Mm -hmm. And you know, I read a lot of Access Consciousness books and you know, we do the clearings and all that stuff. So if you go to storytimewithbrett.com, you can watch the, the past episodes on there and contact me through there. Awesome, wonderful. Well, I hope you all will continue to you know, follow up with Brett and reach out to him and watch these Facebook lives that he's producing. And you can also go back and look at the other ones he's done as well. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like buzzy. Do you feel, do you feel buzzy at all? Yeah, I'm like, woo. <laughs> anyway, this happens when I really like conversations. It's kind of woo. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone who's listening, I would love for you to comment below. That's how we're going to know if you liked this and if you'd like to hear more from us. We'd love to hear any of your questions and we'll get in there and respond to your questions. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. And thank you again, Brett. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. I, it, you're such an excellent interviewer. I'm oh, thanks. <laughs> well, you're so interesting. It's very easy to ask you questions. Oh. <laughs> I hope you all want more because I would love to interview Brett again and have more conversation on this topic that I think both of us are really fascinated about this. And we know that a lot of people are seeking this information and maybe aren't necessarily sure where to get it. So if you'd like more, please let us know. We're both really accessible online, especially through social media. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye.
Thank you for listening to The Rewire Show. Wondering if you are a highly sensitive person or an empath? Head over to ashleystamatinos.com to take the free quiz. While you're there, you can join in on the conversation with other like-minded people and discover fantastic free bonus content to support you on your transformational journey to rewire your sensitivities into strengths. See you on the next episode.